Welcome to the IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast for couples who struggle with infertility and want to fulfill their dreams of becoming parents. In this podcast, you'll learn actionable strategies to deal with infertility from Dr. Michael Chapman, or Prof as he's affectionately known. Prof is the co-founder of IVF Australia and is a leading Australian infertility specialist who has helped over 3,000 couples realise their dreams of becoming parents. To access previous episodes packed with ideas, solutions and tips that actually work, head over to Dr. Chapman's IVF podcast on iTunes. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1-800-111-483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au. That first cry of a baby born after the long journey of IVF remains one of the most beautiful experiences in the world. As an obstetrician and an IVF specialist, I've had the privilege of experiencing this over many thousands of times in my long career, but I still remain moved by each baby's first cry. It signifies the end of a long journey and the beginning of a new life. This is Professor Michael Chapman, co-founder of IVF Australia and host of the IVF Journey podcast. Thanks for tuning in. To access all the previous episodes, head over to my website, www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. You'll also be able to find the various services that we provide at IVF Australia. So today we're going to talk about elective egg freezing. What's that mean? Basically, it is going through an IVF cycle collecting eggs and then freezing them so that at some later date you can come back, have them defrosted, put with sperm, create an embryo and have a baby. Why would you bother? Well, there is a group of women, increasingly so, who are putting career potentially ahead of having children. And many of those women are having problems finding what's been called by other people Mr. Right. And Mr. Right not being on the scene, the only really real options for preserving fertility for the future is to freeze eggs. It is an increasing trend. Certainly in the United States, it has really taken off. In Australia, the numbers of women going through elective egg freezing has jumped substantially. In our own clinic, four years ago, we probably had one or two patients a year. In the last 12 months, close to 60 or 70 women have come through to have their eggs frozen. So it's rising. Main reason that it's rising is that the technology has now developed to a point where a fresh egg or a frozen egg, once it's thawed, has exactly the same chance of creating a pregnancy and therefore freezing eggs becomes a viable possibility. The issue is that egg quality declines with age. I probably say that in almost every one of my podcasts and sadly it is true, which means that 
as women age, i.e. get over 35, not only are the numbers of eggs declining, but also their normality. The impact of that makes it questionable whether women, certainly over 38, should even contemplate freezing their eggs because the chances of an egg producing a baby, whether it be fresh or frozen, is relatively small. And certainly I advise anybody over 40 not to even think about it. It's a waste of money and creates hope that is unjustified. Let's go through the statistics. If you are 30, to give you a better than a 50-50 chance, so that's not saying you're guaranteed a baby, but to get better than a 50-50 chance, you probably need 8 to 10 eggs. At 40, to give you that 50-50 chance of a baby, you would need over 100 eggs to give you that 50-50 chance. And of course, that's totally unrealistic because a woman at 40, on average, will produce something in the order of five to eight eggs at best. So you've got to go through lots and lots and lots of cycles to get the number of eggs to give you only a 50-50 chance of a baby. The other issue is that Medicare doesn't cover elective egg freezing. So you're going to be out of pocket something between five and $10,000 for each egg collection each cycle that you do it. So it's a balance, but increasingly women, particularly in their early 30s, who have got career paths, who haven't found the right man, are approaching us and we are taking them through this process. So what does it involve? Well, it is the same as an IVF cycle. That means that there will be 10 to 12 days of injections in the tummy to stimulate eggs using a drug called FSH. That stimulates the ovary to produce not just the one egg of a normal menstrual cycle, but hopefully multiple eggs. You'll also have a second injection on a daily basis from about halfway through that time to stop you releasing the eggs too early so they're there when we want to collect them. And then finally, when the eggs are mature, when the follicles hold the eggs are the right size and the hormone levels are in the correct levels, we give you what's called the trigger injection that matures the eggs and prepares them to be in a state that we can freeze them. Then there's the procedure to collect the eggs. That's generally done under a general anaesthetic. Takes about 20 minutes. The anaesthetic is a very light anaesthetic. The eggs are collected through the vaginal wall using ultrasound to guide a needle into each of the follicles that in 8 out of 10 follicles we will get an egg. You're usually in hospital for two to three hours from being admitted to, to actually going home. So it's not a particularly heavy procedure. And then the scientists that afternoon will prepare the eggs for freezing and they can sit there, well, basically forever. Are put into liquid nitrogen, frozen at minus 70 degrees and in that state, as I say, last and don't change over time. The evidence to date, and egg freezing has really only been going on with the new technology, that what's called vitrification, which is the way we do it, has only been going on really properly for the last five to eight years. Data in America suggests that so far 
less than 15% of women ever go back to collect their eggs. Why is that? Seems a low number. Well, the truth is, women at 30 have a high likelihood of finding Mr. Right in that next five to eight years and therefore have babies without the need to use the eggs that are in the freezer. Secondly, many of these women who froze their eggs reach late 30s, early 40s and have decided that they never will have children. It was just keeping an option alive. So going into elective egg freezing, what you have to think about is whether the money to do it is well spent because it's probably likely you're not going to use them. On the other hand, it does give you some confidence that later on in life, if you did want to have a child, you've got eggs that were young eggs and more likely to produce a pregnancy than an old egg. We are accused of creating false hope. Certainly in this podcast, I hope I haven't created false hope. I hope I've put things in a perspective that makes a decision, if you were making one, in the right arena. The alternative feminist view is that it empowers women. It empowers them to carry on with their careers. It empowers them to make decisions about their lives that they have control of. So it's not totally straightforward, but your specialist, if you approach them in relation to egg freezing, should give you that type of counselling so that you can make a sensible decision that suits you and your views of the future. And don't forget that you can access all the previous episodes by going to our website www.theivfjourney.com and select IVF Journey Podcast from the navigation menu. Thank you for listening to The IVF Journey with Dr. Michael Chapman, the podcast which helps couples negotiate their way through the IVF journey all the way to parenthood. You can also ask questions by contacting Dr. Chapman's rooms on 1800 483 or by emailing him michael.chapman at ivf.com.au.